thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. Come on in. We're having a good time. We have been having a good time the last several weeks. We're teaching on a certain um, topic that I tell you what, every believer needs to be skillful in, and that is following the Holy Spirit. And um, if we will follow him, he will lead us into all the inheritance that has been made ours. In the sense of he'll unveil it to us. He'll show us. And uh, if we'll follow him, he'll lead us into health. If we'll follow him, he'll lead us into the fullness of prosperity, into peace. He'll lead us into restored homes and families and marriages. Um, He will lead us into the word being fulfilled in our life because the Holy Spirit is working with one thing, the word. And the more word we have in us, the more we're giving him to work with in our lives. Amen. Because he will lead us based on that word. And the greater knowledge of the word we have, the more he can bring us into. And he will help reveal and unveil the the word to us. Amen. Um, Dad Hagen, who is our spiritual father, made this statement to us many times. He said, if you can teach people to follow their spirits, you can help them in every arena of life. Now that's huge. If you can teach people to follow their spirits and you say, well, why is it so significant to follow your spirit? Because if you're born again, the Holy Spirit is in your spirit. And so what your spirit knows comes from the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit takes of the mind of God, the wisdom of God, the will of God for your life. He imparts that knowledge into your spirit. And so when your spirit communicates that to your mind, then now you're being led by the Spirit. So that's why if we can learn to follow our spirits, and many times Christians don't even know they're to follow their spirits. They don't even, you know, they don't, they they would recognize maybe that "Mm, there's something that tells me to do something or I have an impression or I have a sense. I have a knowing I need to do something and people don't know, follow that. Follow that. And so uh, as If we're better at following, Mm -hmm. we're better at coming into what God has uh, planned for our life. The Holy Spirit will never lead you apart from what God has planned. It's always into what God has planned of our inheritance, but also learning to follow the Holy Spirit because he'll lead us into the plan of God for your life. Amen. Uh, We don't want to grieve him by overlooking him by not giving him proper place and proper acknowledgement in our lives. We have to give him room. And the thing is the Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman in the sense of he will not intrude. 
where he is not invited. And uh, if we look out here for counsel, the counselor in us many times will, will be silent. But if we'll turn toward him, that is his invitation to bring to us what we need. And so he won't force, he won't force what God has for us upon us. That's why the more we turn to him, the more experience we'll have of being led of him. Now listen to that. The more we turn toward him, we'll have greater experience of being led by him. People will say, well, you know, I, I just don't, I, I, I don't know a time that I ever remember uh, the spirit of God leading me a particular direction. Well, the more you turn toward him. And what do you mean by turning toward him? Looking this way, looking inward, checking inward and saying, Holy Spirit, you're in there to lead and I'm going to pay attention. How are you leading me in this situation? How are you leading me in the face of this need? That's what I mean. Acknowledge him. But if we're acknowledging all that's out here and not acknowledging him, then he's not invited to give counsel or to bring the help that he's in there to bring. We don't want to grieve him by not turning toward him. So much of the time, I mean, in the natural, as baby Christians, I mean, sometimes we would just run out here to people, to situations, to circumstances, to the mind. We would turn all these other directions and he's waiting for us to turn this way. Many times people will turn this way to God in the sense, waiting for God to send something when he's already given them the genius in them, the greater one in them. So it's not about getting God to send something down. It's about turning toward the one you're full of. Amen. The one who abides in you. Amen. And so that's when, the, like I said, the more we follow him, the more experience we'll have with following him, hearing him, he'll be able to communicate more to our lives. So this is why it's so important for us to be taught because until we're taught, we don't know these things. Amen. Um, so we have to, we have to learn to listen. We have to get the mind quiet enough to hear what our spirit is saying to us because our spirit is trying to communicate to us what the Holy Spirit within us has said. So if we'll get quiet enough, but if this mind is so busy, it will not receive what, it won't receive the understanding that our spirit is trying to enlighten us with. What your spirit knows has to float up and enlighten your mind so that you can act on it. And uh, so we want to we want to learn to turn toward the greater one within. The more we turn, the more we hear. Amen. Um, I we left off in previous episodes, and my goodness, you've got to go back and watch previous episodes because we've been on this now for several weeks. But uh, we're my goodness, we're not done. I'm on page I'm on page 39 of 122. <laughs> You say, oh my goodness, Pastor, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so go back because there's so much that has already been said. I want us to pick up where we left off with Job 22, verse 21. And um, I was reading it to you out of the Amplified Classic Translation. And it says this, acquaint now yourself with him. With who? With God. And then it says, agree with God. Ah, agree. Now see, the Holy Spirit endeavors to lead us. But when we hear or sense how he's leading us, we have to agree with that, not argue against it. And this is a difficulty for, some t- for people sometimes is because they, they say, God, how are you leading me? And then maybe they don't, 
their their plan is different than how he's leading them. And so they'll, if I could say this, they'll be dismissive toward what they sense in their spirit. That's dangerous. Don't do that. Never overstep your spirit. Never violate your spirit. So that means when we say we want to be led, that means we're going to have to agree with what we hear him say. And that's going to, that's going to be some consecration, you know, bringing our will and our mind and our emotions and feelings in line with what we're hearing him say to us. So again, Job twenty two twenty one says, acquaint now yourself with him, agree with God. We made this statement in a previous episode, those who are acquainted with God agree with him. Yes. The more we're acquainted, the more we know him, the quicker we agree. If someone is slow to agree with him, it's because they don't know, they, it's an invitation to know him further. Because when you know him, you know everything he leads you in is for your, your blessing and your benefit. It's not to keep something of your own plan from coming to pass. It's because his plan is greater and his plan holds more for you. So when you realize God knows more than us, right? That's the bit, that's a big revelation. God knows more. So that means I just, when I know it's him, I agree with him instead of kick against that. You'll remember on the road to Damascus with Paul, when he was on the road with papers that, that authorized him to persecute Christians even further, yes. mm-hmm. um, he heard a voice and he fell off of his vic- vehicle, <laughs> his donkey, his horse, whatever he's riding. And um, Jesus said to him, Paul, Paul, or really Saul, Saul then, this is before his name was changed. Uh, why are you persecuting me? So the way he was persecuting the Christians, Jesus took it personally. When you touch the Christians, you touch Jesus. That's why you always want to make sure you want to be on, you, you, don't, you don't want to be in a contentious way with the body because it's personal with Jesus. You always want to be a blessing to, to believers, not a difficulty. But he said in the course of this visitation that Paul had that day, Jesus said to Paul, he said, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. What's that mean? You're kicking against how you're being led. And it's going to turn out hard for you, badly for you by kicking against what you know. Now, see, here he had this very dramatic experience of hearing a voice from heaven. I have a sense, no doubt, that God had tried to make a deal with him and he's kicking against right. it. Yeah, that's right. When, sometimes we can see this in certain men of God in their testimonies that maybe they grew up and they grew up maybe in Christian homes and they went the other way. They went against what they were raised in and they had praying parents. And God would deal with them. The Spirit of God would woo them and they would just override that. And then you'd find that God would amp it up. He would get more dramatic in dealing with them. Why? To get their attention. Why? Because they had praying parents. I tell you, one of the greatest things that uh, that anyone can have in this earth is someone who prays for them. My, my, my. But this is what no doubt you say, well, uh, God rescued Paul's life that day, turned his life around. I have no doubt it has to do with the church was praying. Why? Because this man's persecuting. They need God's divine help. His way of helping them, 
his way of helping the church was not striking people dead, which he doesn't do anyway, but it, it wasn't by getting rid of someone, it was by bringing them onto the team, <laughs> bring them into the family. And so basically, uh, no doubt God would have been dealing with Paul, but now he's been, if I could say this, he's kicking against the pricks. He's kicking against those dealings that's saying, don't go that way, don't go that way. And so God, if I could say this, amped it up to another level and he had this very dramatic experience, but he still had to agree. He still had to agree. Having an experience doesn't mean people agree. Paul agreed that day. And so when God is dealing with us, the quicker we agree, the easier and the sweeter life is. The more we kick against it, the harder we make it for ourselves. Why? Because God's leading is trying to bring us into a better, higher flow. And if we kick to have our own way, our own direction, he knows that flow is going to be a hardship for us. That's what makes it hard is when we get our own way, whenever he's offering us the better way. And so here it says, acquaint now yourself with, with God. Agree with him is what Job twenty-two twenty-one 21 says. Agree with him. The quicker we agree, that shows spiritual maturity. When you are maturing spiritually, you're quick to agree instead of arguing, instead of giving excuse, instead of giving reason. As a parent, don't you know that about your own children? You know they're, they're maturing when they stop arguing over every little thing. You tell them to do something, they say, yes, mom, I'll, I'll get that done. Instead of giving an excuse, a reason, <laughs> Excuses are disagreement. <laughs> anyway, so it says again, acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God and show yourself to be conformed to his will. That means carry out what you're agreeing with. What he's telling you to do, be a doer of it. That's how you show yourself to be conformed to his will as you agree with him. Look at this and be at peace. Peace is connected to agreeing with God and carrying out what he says. There's your peace. If we're, if we're struggling in this flow of peace, go back and check. Are we agreeing with God? Are we agreeing? And you say, well, I'm struggling physically with symptoms and pain. Go back. Are you agreeing with God? Are you agreeing with the word that says himself took your infirmities and bear your sicknesses and by his stripes you were healed? Agree with the healing word. Even when it doesn't feel like it. I love something my son was preaching and we, we had aired it previously, but he preached something and he said healing, um, healing is not feeling. Healing is not based on feelings. It's based on the word. And many times people are waiting to call themselves healed when they feel healed. But if you'll agree with the healing word that says I'm healed, then what will happen? You'll have peace in your body. Agree with God. Be at peace. There was some woman years ago who came up to Dad Hagen. He tells the testimony and there was a denominational woman that got healed in one of Dad Hagen's services. She was a visitor in the service that night and God healed her. There was another woman who had been part of that church for decades and she came up to, to Brother Hagen after the, the service and she was quite displeased. She says, I wish you'd tell me something. Why will God heal that woman? He won't heal me. Mm -hmm. 
In other words, she's a visitor. She doesn't know what I've been taught. I've been part of this church and he and said, he won't heal me. Listen to what Brother Hagin said. He said, why won't you agree with God that you're already healed? You see, one agreed, one didn't. When you say, why won't he? You're not agreeing that he already did. So uh, the more, like I said, the more we're acquainted with God, the more we're acquainted with his word, we agree with him. And if we're not agreeing, uh, we're going to have struggles that we don't need to have. Then there are other times, sometimes other things need to be in agreement. Maybe you, you, you believe the healing word, but maybe he's dealing with you about some other situation that has held the door open to an attack on you. So find out what is he dealing with you about and agree with him. Agree with him. So it says again, acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God. Show yourself to be conformed to his will. Do what you say you agree with him about and be at peace. And be at peace. By that, by what? By agreeing with God and doing what he says, you shall prosper. And great good shall come to you. Notice this, great good shall come. You don't have to be out chasing it. It'll come. It'll just show up. When you're in agreement with the plan of God and walking out the plan of God, great good is on that path. Amen. Now, I want to go and tag onto this, but go a little bit different direction with it. Agree with what you're called to. Every single one of God's people are called to something. Now, I'm not talking about a five-fold call that refers to the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Those are the five-fold offices that God has put as gifts in the body of Christ to help bring the body to maturity. But everyone, everyone doesn't. In fact, the Bible says some, not many, some. So, uh, the, the majority of those who are part of the body of Christ are to serve in a helping capacity. Mm-hmm. Right. Amen. Yeah. And what an honor. Right. What an honor to be a help to your pastor. What an honor to be a help in your local church, to be a help in the departments of your local church. What an honor. And you say, well, some people have missed the honor of helping because they wanted to be in the position of leading. Right. Well, notice this about the Holy Spirit. He's called the helper. Being a helper is worthy of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit does not think it a less than place to be called a helper. He is our helper. Amen. And it is an honor to be a helper. Most of the body of Christ is to be in a helping capacity. What an honor. What an honor. What an honor. That's a position worthy of the Godhead. Amen. Agree with the position and what he's called you to. Don't try to step into what he's called someone else to. Agree with what he's called you to. And if you know he's called you to something, the more you argue with it, the more you lose peace. (laughs) I've been there. I know. I know. So the quicker we agree with whatever it is, and if I could say this, get your preference off what what you want to be called to. Remove preferences. Because if you prefer something, but he directs you a different direction, now you've got to deal with that preference because now that preference is tripping you up. So I've learned just don't develop preferences that are apart from what he's planned for me. 
Amen. Amen. So don't hold to what you prefer. Hold to what he, he's leading you in. Because that's where your peace is. That's where you'll prosper. And as Job says, great good shall come to you. Amen. Prosperity and great good is not associated with what we planned. It's associated with how he's leading us. Amen. So agree with your call. Agree with it. So there are some who really, um, they are called to fivefold and they're not agreeing. Or there are some who aren't called necessarily to stand in a fivefold, but they're called to serve in a helping capacity and they're not agreeing to it. Just agree. I don't, you know, I don't really care where God uses me. I just want to, I want to be at peace. <laughs> I want, I want my faith to work. I want my health in place. I want my, I want my prosperity in place. I want wisdom in place. And if that, if that's over here rather than over there, fine with me. I just want to be where he told me to be. Following the spirit, you have to agree with him. Agree with him. When you sense something in your heart, don't come up with 14 reasons why your plan is better. <laughs> because the more we agree with the leading of the Spirit, the more we will experience his leading. Amen. The blessing is in agreeing with God. The blessing is agreeing with how the Spirit is leading. The struggle is in the disagreement. That's when we'll, we'll struggle. And I found this out. The struggling is far worse than just obeying. Amen. In the obedience is the blessing of God. Amen. Agree with God in every single arena of your life will come into peace when you agree with him regarding every arena. Sometimes people can agree in some arenas with God and they're disagreeing with him in other arenas. Maybe, um, maybe they're agreeing in the sense they give tithes, they give offerings. Great. They've agreed with that part of the word, but now he's leading them to serve in their local church and they're not agreeing with that. And then they'll, then they'll struggle. So you can agree in some arenas and disagree in other arenas. In every arena you agree with God in, you'll have peace. So if something's not at peace, check, check up on that arena. Amen. Uh, in following the spirit to become more skillful in following the spirit, following his leading, um, instantly obey your spirit. When you have something in your spirit, instantly obey that. The more you do, it'll make you more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Um, a, a, an employer that has several employees at his, at his office or at his company, if he goes to a man and says, I want you to do such and such, he says, yes, sir. And he goes and he does it. Then you have another one. Uh, I want you to do this. Well, you know, and then he starts kind of, if I could say this, going back and forth. When the, when the boss needs something done, who's he going to go to first? The one who's easiest to work with. Why? Because that man shows a skill of following. The Holy Spirit can follow those who are skillful at following. I mean, excuse me, the Holy Spirit can lead those who are following who are skillful at following, not those who kick against the following. Amen. That's a sign that you're maturing spiritually, that you're growing up. So those who respond to the Holy Spirit will experience more of his leadings. 
my husband used to say this. He, he would say this about being in a service. He'd say, the reason people in a sitting, and he's referring to those sitting in that service, the reason more people don't receive more from God is because they don't respond more. How you respond in a service is how God is leading in that service. And if you don't respond, you don't receive that much. But the more you respond, the more you receive. You know, I was raised in a denominational church and I feel so bad looking back how we did that pastor, those pastors, because we just sat there and just looked at them. You know, we, did, we thought it was all up to him to have a good service. We didn't know it was up to God, up to the pastor, and up to the congregation. It's all three. And we just, it just sat there. And bless his heart, he had to look at some sad, sour faces. But I've realized in ministering and, and in developing in these things, that when somebody is drawing on the gift in you, the anointing that's in you, there comes a flow toward them that is undeniable and they'll receive more. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. The more we just sit back and don't give any acknowledgement to him, he's not able to pour out through us what he wants. But if we'll, if I could say this, put our acknowledgement that way, put our response, involve ourselves, then the Holy Spirit will be able to lead us more. Amen. Because of how we respond because of how we respond. It's not because is he a good leader or not. I mean, in school, you know this, how you responded in the classroom affected your grade, right? Didn't it? If you didn't pay attention, didn't listen to the instruction, the teacher could ask you a a question. You've been off daydreaming about the playground, you know, something you're, you know, and what, 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 you know, that's the way some, some live their Christian life. What, what, what? They're, they're off the same page. They're not even on the same page because they're distracted away from him. So that's part of maturing and part of growing up. And like I said, we don't know unless we're taught that we need to give him attention, turn toward him and acknowledge because the greatest teacher is on the inside of us. Amen. Amen. And the greater someone, the, the greater someone becomes a student, the more they take away from the classroom. The more they carry into their life from that setting. Well, even so, the greater student we are to the Holy Spirit, the more we'll take into our life of what he brings. Amen. Amen. He can't insert into our life what we won't respond to. We are the ones who bring into our lives based on how we responded to him leading our lives. Amen. So we want more of his movement in our life. That's what, well, if we want more of his flow and movement in our life, then we have to respond more because we're the ones who bring or permit his movement in our life based on how we responded to him. Amen. Well, there's so much more to learn. You don't want to miss it. You got to come back next time and join us. And uh, it's a blessing to get to spend this time together. And we've got our book called Following the Holy Spirit. We want to get into your hands. Go to DufresneMinistries.org, place your order, and we'll get it right out to you. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this important book by Nancy Dufresne, 
Following the Holy Spirit, you will learn how to recognize and follow the leading of the Spirit and receive God's help in every arena of your life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Ontario, Canada at Promise of Life Church, August 27th through the 31st. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting miracles. God offers you his thoughts. Take them. This life-changing book by Nancy Dufresne, A Sound Disciplined Mind, will instruct you on how to do that. God's word will reach into your everyday life, transforming it. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.